we greet you to another broadcast of Red Cross Hour. And we'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. If you'd like to turn your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter number 5, verse number 27. Luke chapter number 5, verse 27. Our dear Heavenly Father, we ask for thy guidance, thy leadership, thy direction. We thank you for all things, Father. Show us what you'd have us do and show us what you'd have us say. Even come quickly, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Luke chapter number 5, verse 27. And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of customs. And he said to him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. There was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. I want to speak to you today and possibly we will break away from the tradition that we've had. We'll probably carry this one on through uh, during next week also. So if you listen on Sundays, you do your best also to tune in from 1.15 to 1.30 uh, Monday through Friday on this same station. Uh, we've been teaching from the book of Acts uh, Monday through Friday and then on Sunday uh, we've been teaching about the life of Christ. Well today we're going to try to break that for just a little while and then we'll try to go back and pick up where we left off. I want to speak to you upon the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life. Now I'm not going to say a whole lot of things, but I'm going to let the Bible do the talking for us. And we're going to read a whole lot of scripture, and we're going to see what in the New Testament God talks about the will of, the God, of God or the will of the Lord. Now this is a question that I'm sure many of you have asked yourself. What is God's will for my life? Uh, what is God's will for my daughter? What is God's will for my son? Uh, what is God's will uh, uh, for my family? What is God's will for the church? What is God's will for the country? What is God's will for the world? Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take... Uh, the verses of Scripture in the New Testament that spell out the will of God. Now, sometimes the will of God is mysterious. But sometimes the will of God is just as plain as plain can be. It's listed in the Word of God. And might I say that you'll need to fulfill what is in black and white in the Word of God before you'll understand some of the mysteries that God chooses to let you perform as the will of God in your life. Now, dealing with Levi here, or, or Matthew, uh, we see that it was God's will that men be called. And we could go over to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul 
an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brethren, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in Arcania. Now, it is God's will that some men be called into special service for him. Now, in Matthew's case, Matthew saw, he heard, he believed, he did what God told him to, and then he took the office that God had offered him. Now, it is not God's will or God's purpose that all men be called into a full-time ministry for him. It is God's purpose and God's will that some men be businessmen, uh, that uh, some women, uh, maybe it's God's will for them to work in the workforce. Uh, then some women, it's God's will for them to stay at home and to raise children. There's different places for different people in God's will. Now, the greatest enjoyment that you'll ever find is to find out the occupation and the little nick in life that God wants you to feel. Uh, whatever it may be, you find that and you'll be happy and you'll be successful. Now, I know you've seen some men and some women try to fill positions and they just weren't too good at those positions. It just seems like they never got the hang of it. They never got the of what to do exactly. They just never seemed to be qualified to fill that position. Well, they just hadn't found out what God wanted them to be. Because any man or woman that finds the place that God wants them to be, they will fulfill that job uh, with great ability. They'll do a good job. They'll be talented at it. It'll be easy for them to perform. And that's what you want to do. You want to find that task that God wants you to perform. Now, it could be any numerous things. It takes carpenters. It takes policemen. It takes secretaries. It takes uh, presidents of companies. It takes janitors. It takes truck drivers. Uh, you just go on down the list. Any occupation that is good and honest and decent, uh, if God chooses to let you fill that position, you take that race that God sets before you and you run with it. Now, how can I know that this is the right occupation? Well, do you enjoy it? Is it something that you look forward to doing? Is it something you want to do? Is it something that you seem like you're just naturally gifted at doing? Now, it's meant for some men to play ball all their life. And if you have that ability, well, then that's just fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. And a ball game is entertainment. Now, if that entertainment takes the place of God, there's a problem there. There's nothing wrong with good, decent entertainment. And if some of these men are paid money to perform that type of entertainment, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I had the privilege some time ago, ago, a few years ago, of going to a, a live play up in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, 
It was a Christian-themed type of play. They didn't pretend to be a church or anything like that. It was just a good, honest, clean play that had a Christian theme. The name was The Splendor of Easter. And it dealt with a family. and dealt with a child that didn't understand the things of Easter and wasn't happy with life until they found Christ. And I enjoyed that. Now those people, uh, they were paid to do that play. That was their occupation. And there's nothing wrong with that occupation if it's good, clean, and decent. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, God calls all men and all women to some type of work. In Levi's case, uh, his work to that point was being a tax collector. And he seemed to have enjoyed his work. Now at times God can change a person's occupation. And God can change that. Uh, Levi was happy as a publican. He was well liked by his friends. Now the Israelites didn't like him too much because he collected money for the Roman government. And a lot of times these people that collected money, uh, they got a little, whatever they got their percentage was, however much they could get from the people, the higher their percentage of their money was. And Levi seemed to have done very well at it. But uh, he left that, he forsook that, and he took up the cross that the Lord had him to bear. Sometimes men stay in positions for years. And then God passes by, and God calls them to a special service for him. We just need to be real attuned uh, to what God says in his word. In reality, the key to knowing God's will is knowing God's word. But God calls individuals for a specific task. Now we can see if we turn over in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, we can see some more of God's will. And this is not only uh, the will to call, but it's for God, for God, the will of God for ourselves. And not only a call for ourselves to be committed unto him, but a call for us as a people that come together in a local assembly. It is God's will also uh, that we pull together and associate with one another. That we do things together in the body of Christ. That we come forth on Sunday and we come forth on Wednesday and we come forth on special services that we hear the word of God, and that we come forth together, that we send forth missionaries, that we send forth witnesses to tell about the Lord, that we do things as far as Sunday school and vacation Bible school, and all these good works of the local assembly. Uh, we see that it's God's will for all these things to take place. Second uh, Corinthians chapter number eight. Moreover, brother, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record. Yea, and behold, their power they were willing of themselves. Pray in us 
with much entreaty that we will receive the gift taken and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Now, the first thing that God wants you to do in the will of God as an individual is to give yourself unto him. Now, that's difficult for some people to do. We are naturally born selfish. We want everything for ourselves. We want everything for our families. As the man said for us four, no more. We want everything for ourselves. That is the human nature of mankind. It is the human nature to be jealous. It is the human nature to be selfish. It is the human nature to covet what someone else has. It is the human nature not to be satisfied. It is the human nature to want to travel from here to there, to receive a little more, to do this and to do that. This is the human will. But the will of God is that you give yourself, first of all, to Him, second of all, to your family, third of all, to your local church, and fourth of all, to others. Now, you can't be selfish and pass yourself out that much. When you're concerned about what your wife thinks and your children thinks, and your own desires are placed aside. Whenever you're concerned about what is happening in your local church, it may not be what you want to take place. You may disagree with some things that are happening, but you're not the one in charge. You're not the one that God has placed in command. Therefore, you go along with these things as long as they're good and clean and decent. Now, if they're contrary to the Word of God, if they're contrary to righteousness and holiness, best thing you do is pack a few bags and leave. But you'll find that anywhere you go, there'll be things that you don't agree with and things that you don't accept. But it's the will of God that you consider other people and that you consider the pastor, that you consider what the ones outside the faith see happening in the local church. Now, Baptist churches are well known for splits. And that's the reason we have a Baptist church usually on every other corner. About probably half of them are from splits. And I just don't have any use for splits, to be honest. Now, if God leads a man and, and his church backs him and, and there's a Macedonia call from a place, I believe in that, going out and starting a new work for God. But I just never have felt it was necessary to have a church on every other corner. I thought we ought to come together. I thought we ought to give ourselves unto the Lord and give ourselves unto the local assembly. Now, others is a wonderful word. Uh, as the 
founder of the Salvation Army lay dying, and they were having the annual meeting. And they asked him to give some words. Might I say that the founder of the Salvation Army was a good man. He was a good man that did good, that loved people and loved God and worshiped God and honored God. Now, some things have happened since his day that he surely would not agree with. But he was a good man. And they wanted to hear from this man. He was not the leader of a cult. He was a leader of a Christian organization. And uh, he was asked to write something from his deathbed that uh, could be read among the people that were members of the Salvation Army. And they handed him pen and paper and left him alone. And they came back shortly, and it was a sealed letter, a sealed note, that was taken uh, to the group of meetings to be read to the people there. And they handed it to the speaker, and he opened up the envelope, and uh, there was one sheet of paper in there, and there was one word on the paper, and there was his name signed. And that one word was others. That was his desire of his heart, was to do things for others. Might I say that that should be the desire of every Christian. After you've put God first, and you've met the needs of your family, and you've supported the local church, then others should be right there on your list. And your heart should go out to others. Now always you, you can't reach in your pocket and pull out a dollar because you may not have a dollar. But you can do something. You can meet some need. You can give some help. You can give some type of comfort. And this is the will of God that you uh, give yourselves unto him completely and fully. But we are selfish individuals and we are covetous individuals. And we usually want to put strings on what we do. We do something for someone and we want to be recognized for that. We give something to someone and we expect something in return. That is not true Christian giving. That is not giving of yourself. That is trying to get something for yourselves. When you do things and expect no recognition. When you give things and expect nothing in return, this truly is Christian giving. And this is the way we should give ourselves unto others. Galatians chapter number 1, verse number 1. And we're talking about the will of God. Paul an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me into the churches of Galatia, 
Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now it was the will of God that the Son be sent. Now how does this affect me? Well, if it was the will of God that the Son be sent, then it's the will of God that the Son be told about. Do you see what I'm saying? Now we've seen some things that are the will of God. It is the will of God that we constantly be telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the will of God to tell about the virgin birth. It is the will of God to tell about the spotless life of the Lord Jesus. It is the will of God to tell about the crucifixion. It is the will of God to tell about the death and the shedding of blood of Christ. It is the will of God to tell about the entombment. It is the will of God to tell about the resurrection. It is the will of God to tell that he's at the right hand of the Father. It is the will of God to tell that someday surely he's going to stand on clouds of glory. And with the voice of the archangel, he's going to say, come up hither. And all those that have believed upon him will go to be with him. Now this is the will of God, that we tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in doing this will of God, it is not right to force yourself or force your beliefs upon others. It is right uh, to be prepared uh, to know the word of God, that when the opportunity arises, uh, you might have the ability to be moved on by the Spirit. Now sometimes uh, it's right just to, to mention, say, well, if the Lord will, uh, the Lord has been good, uh, God is good, uh, thank the Lord for what he's done. It's good always to say a blessing, to bow your head and, and very quietly say a blessing at the table, at restaurants, and different places. It's good to, to leave a track anywhere that you go. And then there's times when God moves and God gives opportunity that you can say to a man, uh, you must be born again. Uh, Christ died and shed the blood of God for you. Uh, you're lost. You're in your sins. You must be born again. If a man repenteth not, he shall go to hell. It's always there is a time and a place to do all these things. There's a time to show kindness. There's a time to show sternness. And we must be led by the Spirit. So it is always the will of God that we tell others about the Lord Jesus in some way, some shape, some form. This is a necessary thing that we need to do as Christians. And this 